Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Eddie Trunk, and welcome to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, which is new every Thursday and always free, podcastone.com and iTunes. Coming to you from a hotel room, a rather loud and boomy hotel room in Lyon, Mexico, where I am on tour with Deep Purple. I am about three days into this tour right now. It's about two and a half weeks long. I've seen two shows so far with the band, or of the band, I should say. Traveled with them once already on a charter flight, and it's been absolutely amazing experience so far. The fans here in Mexico are so into it, so appreciative that I've come here, that the bands have come here. Um, it's really great. I, I had no idea of the fan base that I had here in Mexico. I mean, I've heard from Mexican fans, of course, over the years. That metal show was very popular here, but uh, they are so passionate, so grateful that I came here. And of course, you know, more importantly, the band came here and any band comes here. Obviously, there's, you know, there's a lot in the news about Mexico these days, but there are some great people here. There are some great rock fans here. And I mean, I'm only uh, about three, four days into this at the time that I'm recording this open, but I will say it's been amazing. The promoter's been cool, uh, great hotels, flying privately, spending some time with the guys. I had dinner with Ian Gillen the other day. He invited me to dinner. We had a great dinner and talked and had drinks and food for four hours in uh, a city called San Luis Potosi, which was a stop, second stop on the tour. And I mean, I was just like a sponge taking that in, as you would imagine. I mean, uh, here's a man that has literally been performing for 50 years and to spend that sort of time with him and to hear his stories, a uh, guy that sang with everybody from Pavarotti to, you know, wrote and sang Smoke on the Water. I mean, what else do you need to know? Uh, he just an amazing man and very, very cool of him to invite me to dinner. And we had a, a great night that I will never forget. So it's been great. Uh, on my Sirius XM show, I had Ian Gillen and Steve Morse on. And if you are a listener of that show, you heard that. I am doing my daily show on volume live from Mexico, wherever I am on the road. So if you are a listener of Trunk Nation on volume, which is live every day, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time on Sirius XM 106, 
you uh, have heard all the stuff going on and you're aware of what's going on here and you've heard these interviews already. They, uh, all the shows, of course, always repeat every night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, also on 106. They're also on the Sirius XM app. And eventually, about a week to three weeks after the interviews initially air, I'll post some of them up here for you once a week on the podcast. That's how it all works. So somewhere down the line, you'll hear the Ian Gillen interview from, uh, that I actually did uh, yes, today, uh, the day I'm recording this, which is the Monday of this week. And uh, it was just phenomenal to talk to him both on the air and, of course, privately when we had a, a great dinner. And the band sounds incredible. I mean, they are do, calling this the uh, the long farewell. They are kind of saying it's a farewell tour, but they're also now talking about potentially making another record. And they they all have a lot of ailments. So I understand them wanting to end. And we had this conversation today, and I always say I'd much rather see bands end than stay too long at the party. So they probably in the next year or two should end. They all have various ailments, and they are dealing with those ailments on the road. But uh, when they get up there and do that hour and a half or two hours, I mean, they are still an unbelievably powerful rock band and, of course, one of the greats ever. And Steve Morse and Don Airy, the newer guys, Steve Morse, the new guy at 25 years in, He's literally been in Deep Purple half of their existence, which is crazy. And then, of course, uh, Don Airy, who replaced the late, great John Lord. Ian Pace, a freak of nature, the only guy in Deep Purple that's been there the entire time. And I'm going to be talking to him very soon from Mexico on the show on volume. So, again, if you guys listen on SiriusXM, you're going to get this stuff as it happens live and uh, I will be live most days from this tour. There might be a couple days I'm going to miss because of travel issues, but most days I will be bringing you a live radio show from Mexico over the course of the next uh, still week and a half as I am here till the 25th of November spending Thanksgiving in Mexico. So that should be interesting. But anyway, uh, that's what's going on here, and it's been great. The shows have been great. Again, we're early into it at the time you're hearing this, but it's been awesome to do this, and I appreciate the promoter, George Santos, and I appreciate the guys in Deep Purple. And also, shout out to the band uh, the band opening these shows, the Swedish band In Flames. And those guys, you know, I was very interested to see how they were going to go over with a classic rock show like Deep Purple because In Flames are way more of an aggressive band and uh, they, they touch on you know, power metal and uh, death metal. They, they, they've been called melodic death metal and they, they mix it up a little bit more than that, though. I think that they are, are a lot more melodic than, than uh, a death metal band would be. But they were an interesting choice to open for Deep Purple, and they've gone down quite well. They really have. And here in Mexico, they seem to be way more receptive to a mixed bill like that, where you've got uh, very different bands. But they're, they, the fans have really taken to them. And it's funny because Anders, the lead singer of In Flames, when I saw him, I was like, hey, nice to meet you, completely forgetting as he reminded me that he was in my basement in my house like a year ago. I'm like, wait a minute, you live in Sweden. I don't really know you. How that? He reminded me that In Flames opened for Alter Bridge and Miles Kennedy came to my home studio to do my Sirius XM show where I often do it from. And he 
brought with him Anders because Inflames was opening. So it totally came back to me, and I felt so bad that I didn't remember. But he's a real cool guy, and getting to know those guys a little bit as we go as well has been uh, has been a lot of fun, and it is working. I don't know if it could work in the U.S. Uh, a, ba- a band that different opening for a band like Purple, but it's working. The other thing that's really interesting is that here in Mexico, the bands go on really late. Not really late, but later than in the U.S. So this is, you know, these guys are playing baseball stadiums and, uh, you know, smaller arenas. And even on weeknights, In Flames goes on at 9. Deep Purple goes on at 10.30 and plays till 12, 12 12.15. So that is, I've been told, a commonplace here in Mexico and uh, pretty interesting to, to run that late, where in the U.S. we're used to hard curfew, 11 o'clock, and bands have to be you know, off stage by a, a certain time. Here, that's, that's not the case. And it probably helps because in some of the more major cities, there's unbelievable traffic. So it helps uh, give people a little more time to get there, I guess. That's something to, to consider also. But um, it's been a blast, and I'll tell you more about it as we go. And, of course, on The Daily Show on Sirius XM, volume on 106. So we, uh, so that's what's going on with me. That's where I'm at. And then, of course, as usual on the podcast, segue over to the interviews that uh, I bring you, which are courtesy of my daily show on Sirius XM, volume. This week, too, because they're not – Super long, so giving you a double dip here. First up, Dave Mustaine, who called into my show a couple weeks ago to promote his Mega Cruise, which is the first ever Megadeth branded cruise, which goes out in October of next year. Anthrax, Testament, John 5, just a few of the artists already confirmed for it, and I am one of the hosts on it. And that cruise has since gone on sale. And you can get more information at megacruise.com. So at the time we did this uh, interview, the cruise was just announced. Overkill added to it since we did this interview as well. And the cruise was just announced when we recorded this. And now, of course, as I mentioned, it is on sale. So Mustaine talks a little bit about uh, about the cruise. And also, shockingly for me, he says that I was he, – he started an online – as you're about to hear, an online radio show – and I influenced him to do radio. What an honor. Had no idea. So that's pretty darn cool. You'll hear Dave talk a little bit about that in the interview you're about to hear. And then interview number two comes from Mike Inez of Alice in Chains. This uh, interview that, that Mike did uh, is uh, something that we did just as Alice in Chains were winding down their U.S. tour dates or getting ready to do a handful of them before going out of the country. So obviously those tour dates that we talk about have already taken place. However, uh, there's other great content in the Mike Inez conversation about how he got into Alice in Chains and his time in the band. So it was definitely worth still bringing to you. So double dip this week, both interviews, I think somewhere around 20, 30 minutes. First up, we'll do Dave Mustaine talking about his cruise and more. And then we'll follow that up with Mike Inez talking about the new Alice in Chains record and tour and all that good stuff as well. So let's get a break, and uh, we'll come back, and we'll we'll kick it off with Mike Inez on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. I'm sorry, we'll kick it off with Dave Mustaine and then go to Mike Inez. And, of course, don't forget, follow me on social media at 
Eddie Trunk on Twitter, Instagram, and the fan page on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, where I would be most active, especially now with all this travel and all this international stuff going on. Keep an eye on everything going on there. And of course, if you have Sirius XM, please listen to the show on volume. So be sure to follow on social media. Again, Twitter, where I keep everybody the most up to date. And it's very simple, just at my name, at Eddie Trunk. Um, something else I wanted to tell you too. Oh yeah. I unfortunately cannot fill any more orders at the moment for my first book. I did not know this, but my first book that came out in 2011 is temporarily out of print and I can't even get any more copies. So if you, I've got some people making book orders, which is usually the case as we get close to Christmas. If you've made a book order already in the a few weeks ago for my first book, I will be able to and should be able to fill that. But I cannot take any more orders for volume one of Essential Hard Rock and Heavy Metal for now, hoping to rectify that soon. However, volume two is available directly from me, signed copies, and those can be processed. If you'd like to order a copy, just hit the books tab on my website. Remember, volume two only available until further notice. So important note to share with you there. Um, Oh yeah, upcoming appearances, December 8th, LA Guns at the IDL Ballroom in Tulsa. You do not want to miss that. Always fun hanging in Tulsa with my good friends there. I'll see you there for that. LA Guns, December 8th, IDL in Tulsa. And December 10th, Generation Axe, Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida, Unfortunately, I cannot be there for that. I was hoping to uh, be there for that, but I cannot. Just too much stuff going on with travel to get down to South Florida. So I am not going to physically be able to be there, but get your tickets and see Steve Vai, Zach Wild, Ingve. I mean, it's going to be absolutely awesome. Be sure to check that out when you, uh, if you're in South Florida. Should be a great, great show. All right. So I think that covers it for the most part as far as the open. Mustaine, Inez, uh, some, some great conversations coming your way next on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, let me tell you guys about Pluto. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. I just told some friends about this. They were blown away. They said, yeah, it really works. It really is free TV streaming. No strings attached. You can watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all your devices, your favorite devices, including your phone, your Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, anywhere else you stream. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand all for free. No credit card needed. No sign up. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again. Download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today. 
calling Bachelor Nation. Check out Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow on Podcast One. Pour yourself a glass of wine and hear Caitlin chat with friends like fellow Bachelor alums Jason Tardick, Olivia Cardi, and Wells Adams. Yeah. I think I told you like backstage, like, dude, I'm, I'm dating the girl from Modern Family. Yeah. And I think you were like, no, you're not. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's a cute line. Nobody yeah. likes a liar, but okay. Yeah. As well as country music sensation, Kane Brown. Check out Off the Vine every Tuesday and Thursday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, if you like my show, you're going to love the Dennis Miller option on Podcast One. Dennis is gearing up with his own snarky brand of common sense and unapologetic opinion and taking a bunch of his celebrity friends along for the ride. Check out the Dennis Miller option every Tuesday and Thursday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. All right, it's Eddie Trunk, and let's get to it. The Eddie Trunk Podcast this week. First up, my conversation with Dave Mustaine of Megadeth, talking about his mega cruise and a whole lot more. Enjoy. All right, looking forward to talking to this guy, and uh, he's got a big, big thing coming up, which is his own cruise, the mega cruise, and appropriately enough, from Megadeth, the captain. I guess we could call him the captain now, Dave Mustaine. How are you, Dave? Uh, I'm pretty good. I don't know if I like that term yet. I got to see if there's anything that's more um, uh, awe-inspiring, like <laughs> twenty thousand leagues under the sea. There's got to be something like, you know, like something. Anyways, I could kind of. I could see you wearing a captain's hat and steering that ship, man. I don't know where we'd be steering yeah. it to, but I could see you doing it. Oh yeah, yeah. This is going to be great. I mean, all kidding aside, Eddie, let's. Uh, Let's look at this for what it's worth. There's great bands. There's great people. We're going to great places, and there hasn't been a metal cruise yet on the West Coast, as far as I know. So we were the first again, and I love the bands that are playing with us. You know, seeing bands like Corrosion of Conformity, man, I haven't seen Pep and the boys for so long, and, and then the guys in Armored Saint, that's cool too. And, and, you know, we've got interesting things like the band Metalachi is going to be cruising the decks and playing music through the weekend and uh, helping celebrate the kind of Latin theme with us rolling down uh, the bounty main down to whatever. Uh, Ensenada, I guess is, that's where the second, uh, that's where our dock is. Yes. Yeah. Ensenada. Yeah. Yeah, I surfed that place right before I went to jail. That was one of the last places I, I was at. <laughs> went down with one of my friends. We went to San Miguel, surfed for a little while. He thought it was uh, funny to drink a bottle of tequila with the worm in the bottom. Uh, he had the worm first and then drank and, and uh, ended up doing donuts in his Volkswagen bus in a, in a, a little trailer area down by the ocean. It was a beautiful surf break. And, and uh, the Federales came and arrested him, and I was hiding in the back of the Volkswagen bus, and I thought, God, good, they got, they, they left. And, and so I just peeked my head up over the back uh, backrest in his bus, and the guy pops his head in one last time. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I got arrested <laughs> in Mexico. And, <laughs> so, how, much time were you in jail? how much time were you in jail in Mexico for? Only, only a couple of hours, but it was really gross. You know, I was barefoot. We were surfing, and and the, it smelled really bad. Uh, like, like there was people, you know, using the jail cell as a, as a urinal. I gotta, I, I gotta 
just think for sure that that's what they were doing. I mean, the thing was locked with <laughs> a padlock, for Christ's sake. My stupid friend goes, he goes, David, David. And whenever he gets drunk, he would call me David. And he goes, David, I want to grab his gun. You make a run for it. I'm like, get out of your mind, Joe. And so we said, we're not riding back with you, me and my other friend, on the way back up to the to uh, America. And thank God we did, because a few miles down the road, we saw this Volkswagen bus on its side, and the medium had crashed. And Another one by the skin of my teeth. There goes me. Wow, wow. Well, yeah. getting well. Hopefully, you'll you'll go through Ensenada without incident this time. I'm sure you will. But uh, or something better than that. For <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, beat that one. <laughs> Dave, let me ask you this, and we'll get into more specifics about the actual cruise. Again, it's uh, it's sailing October 13th or 18th of 2019, of course, and right. it's uh, it's megacruise.com for more information. Public on sale is November 13th. I know the the Larry and the, his crew that produces this crew, these cruises, I, I do a lot of work for them, and they're great people, and I've been on the ship that you're actually going to be on, the NCL Pearl, for a previous cruise. So it's it's going to, I know for a fact, all of that aspect of it is going to be buttoned up and done really well. But when did the idea of doing your own cruise first come on your radar? Was it something you always wanted to do? Did somebody present it to you? How did it work? I wasn't really into the cruise thing at all, to be honest, uh, in the beginning when we were approached with it. And we had a tour, well, not tours, uh, I guess it would be a sale that we had uh, signed on for, and for whatever reason it didn't happen. And you know, we regrouped and, and uh, you know, got a new lineup and, and a new outlook towards this stuff. Because, you know, going out and doing this with a bunch of old barfly bands that can't do anything better than get on a cruise hey, you know what, uh, I think I'll pass. I'm not going to go down and get the $2.99 shrimp cocktail. Um, <laughs> but if it's, if it's something like this, that's a lot of really cool metal bands. It's really short. It's not, you know, it's not a week out to sea. Four days is enough, you know. And, and I think the way that we've got this up, there's so many other fun things to do, like the whole karaoke thing we're going to try and pull off. I don't know if it's going to happen very well, but we're going to try. We're going to try and find a cover band that does Megadeth songs and, and let people go out there and just sing them. And the winner gets a prize, and the prize uh, is going to be uh, all of David Ellison's bases. <laughs> Does he know that? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> uh, have you? Has Megadeth played cruises in the past? Uh, no, no. We've never done anything of this sort. You know, we've done interesting things, Eddie. We've done, like, castles and and uh, Estonia comes to mind when I think of stuff like that. And there's some really, really neat places. We we did a, a really cool private home one time in Cabo San Lucas. And, and you know, just, just really neat, odd places, but never a cruise. And have now, there you were a pers- lot of shows that I could have swore I was out at sea standing up on the stage. <laughs> like I was right. <laughs> yeah, the stage was rocking, but it wasn't on a ship. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Have, have oh. you personally been on a cruise for vacation? Do you have much experience even on cruise ships at all? I I have done a couple uh, of, uh, obviously, going back and forth with the band, um, traveling in, in some of these places in Scandinavia, the only place, the only way to effectively travel is, is by a charter or, or get on a cruise line or something like that. And so that's, that's always cool. You know, I did one a long time ago. Uh, uh, well, actually I've done two with, since I got married that I liked and, and just kind of get away from people. Nobody really knows us, you know, um, right. this is going to be cool because, you know, hopefully 
Somebody will know us on my cruise. <laughs> I think everyone's going to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, different. the cool thing was, you know, we got on this one cruise and the people that were handing us our tray lunches, they were going like, Dave, what are you doing here? I said, I'm on a vacation with my wife. And he's like, well, this is the blue hair cruise. And I said, what did you say? This is the blue hair cruise. What the fuck is that? <laughs> well, there's three cruises, Dave. There's the Disneyland cruise for the kiddies. There's the singles cruise, which is like cruise condom. And then um, there's the blue hair cruise. I went, well, <laughs> look at it this way. Nobody's going to bug me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I used to go on. I've, I've been on a million music cruises because you know, all the ones that Larry produces, I've been on in, in various capacities. And, uh, I'll tell you, though, before that, I went on a million cruises for vacations with my friends when I was younger, before mm-hmm. I was married. Right. And the very first I, one I ever went on, it was that. It was like I was the youngest person by 40 years on this thing. Right. But we still ended, managed to have a great time because it's such a great escape to be on a ship and have everything there for you. And it's it's awesome. It really is. And you know what's really cool, too, is you really start to see the sense of community with the metal community when we get out and do something like that everybody just thrives and you know it's almost like like that crazy show that they had the last ship or whatever what would really happen if that was it all of us shoved off and then the world just continued i shouldn't say just did i should say continues to <laughs> the world continues to go to hell in, in a handbasket and and we're all we got left. I think we do pretty good because uh, the metal community, for me, I've never felt safer. It's funny. You go to some of these other events and just feel kind of out of sorts. You know, I would go to some some uh, sporting events, and some were really cool. Other ones, you know, were, were kind of boring. And, and some of them, man, walking through the audience felt like you were walking through the day yard in a penitentiary, I got to say. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think it's also very cool, even though I'm an East Coast guy, I think it's very cool you're doing this from the West Coast because there's a there are a lot of uh, cruises, various sorts of music and things that go out, but there's very, very little from the West Coast. And for people that live there, you know, it's a big ask to tell them to fly across the country, three-hour time difference and all that to, to do it. So I think, there's a big, I think there's a big demand for people on the West Coast that want to make it a little more convenient for them. Not to say people from the East Coast aren't going to come, to this they certainly will but uh, there's just a lot less options uh, sailing from the west coast so i think that's a great idea right right not only that uh, eddie the other thing too you've been to uh, both sides of the nation here and you've seen the difference of the water um for somebody who's grown up on the east coast the concept of of uh, east coast west coast waves they're so different um shape size color of the water the break how far out away from the shoreline waves break um, coral, you know, marine life, all kinds of stuff like that. It's different on both sides of the nation. And, and to be on the West Coast, you know, um, there's going to be some, some oceanic stuff that these guys are going to be able to see. I mean, I know that they're not going to go scuba dive or anything like that. They, they may while we're docked for a little while, but um, they're going to see stuff that they're not going to see on the East Coast. It's just, it's just the way of the world. And it's bitching. I, I love going down by the ocean in, in California and Mexico. It's beautiful. It's fascinating. Now, I know this is still uh, just, just under a year away, and the cabin's, like I said, going on sale November 13th, megacruise.com for all the information. But do you personally know as far as what you'll be doing with Megadeth? Are you going to play twice? I mean, most bands play twice. Is it just once? Have you worked all that out? Are you going to do different sorts of things with the band, different songs, uh, themes, themes to the set? Have you, have you gotten into all that yet? 
Yeah, I think, well, uh, obviously, we've got to kind of hold on to a little bit of this, Ed, Eddie, but, um, you know, we, we uh, are kind of carving all this stuff out with the other talent that we have first because we can certainly, you know, plug any holes. But we've got so many great people that we have already and just kind of determining what their involvement is going to be and, uh, you know, how long they're going to play and if they're going to play more than once and whatever. Um, and the same thing, like I was saying, to, not to repeat myself, but I will, the thing about the karaoke thing, you know, we were thinking in the bars it'd be really cool just to have negative karaoke. People go and go and sing and get drunk and have fun because we're going to have negative beer and mustaine wine there. And, you know, while everybody's having a really good time, if they if they feel like they're really kicking ass, you know what, then they should sign up for the, the live band, uh, the live karaoke competition for a guitar, you know, and, and see what happens. Because uh, one thing's for sure, the metal community, there's a lot of people out there that that story with uh, Ripper Owens, uh, that, that movie was about uh, Ripper, right? Uh, loosely, yeah, for the most part, yeah, it was definitely based on his story. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, there's so many stories like that. Journey. Journey singer was singing in a Journey tribute band. Oh, the little Asian dude? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Filipino, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, Arnell. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there is I a lot of stories Steve like that. Was, I saw Steve Perry's coming out with something. I wish him well. He, what, Journey was not necessarily you know my go-to band, but Neil was... Is an incredible guitar player, and Steve's voice is, you know, just uh, otherworldly. So, you know, I know he's probably going to go for kind of more adult rock and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, anyway, still glad to see him singing again. It's funny, I was doing stuff for my show. God, I, I see how difficult it is to do our job now, especially, you know, for me to even say hour to compare myself to you is kind of a laugh. But to pick songs and stuff like that. You know, you have to think in the back of your mind, what song is that? And, and I knew Journey had this one song. It was like, solo, right? And I was like, what's that song? And I'm looking and I'm looking and I see this really silly title called La Duda. And I was like, it couldn't be possible. Could, could, never, never, not in the zillion, not even a quadrillion years would it be La Duda. So I can't find it. And finally one day I just figure out, score it and I click on it and it's like, Oh my God! It was La Duda. <laughs> Great song, man. Hey, you're doing a radio show now? Are you doing your own show online or something? Give me radio. Give me radio. Com. You know, I'm going to tell you something, and if you let this go to your head, I'm going to be really upset. You were one of my inspirations to get a little bit more trivial oriented instead of just back announcing songs and shit like that. I thought, you know, there's no way. I, I mean, you're just like kind of an anomaly when it comes down to you know, knowing bands and, and, you know, some people will call it trivia. I think it's more specialized talent for me. You know, I try to give a little bit of stuff, but God dang it, Eddie, there's just, it's, it's, it's amazing watching, you know, these, these jobs and how you can do something like how you do it, you know, talking. Cause I don't talk to people that much. I just play music and do a little bit of jab. And, um, but, uh, you know, picking out these songs, like go back to the La Duda thing, you know, um, and and two, it sounds really good in your head sometimes. And then when you're you're listening to the show back and the song comes on, you're like, "Oh God, please hurry up!" <laughs> <laughs> so I, wait, I where where can song. people? I want to. I appreciate the compliment first of all, and secondly, where can where can everybody hear this? Give the give the location again. Uh, com. It's an online site, and uh, we uh, just launched it a little over a year ago. I'll be celebrating my. Uh, 
uh, one year anniversary on November 11th is my 52nd show, which is uh, interesting for me because I didn't think that this you know, would be something that I would be doing this much that often. But basically, it's a it's a, you know songs that, that we liked growing up influenced us as musicians or players, and and uh, it's curated. Yeah, the show is recorded, but the uh, um, chat room that we added to this feature is live. So I go there every every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time and, and chat with everybody for two hours. Now, great, this is going to air, and I'm going to be on a plane tomorrow going to Indonesia, and people are going to go like, he lied, he's not there. See, I told you guys. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. I will check it out. What are you going to Indonesia for? You have, you have a gig there? Yeah, we have a huge festival there. We're we're playing in a couple of days. It's uh, it's really interesting, you know how how you can just be someplace and it feels like time is spinning backwards. I just walked past the Viper Room in uh, Hollywood. I'm up here right now, um, connecting through LAX. We spent the night here because of the just the international travel is weird and stuff. So I'm walking down the road and I see the Viper Room and I'm thinking, wow, this is where that dude died. And I should probably take a picture of the front of this just for. You know, just for shits and giggles, because the place got sold and it's going to go away. And um, I look at the flyer on the front; and it says Marty Friedman. And I'm thinking, what are the chances? <laughs> what are the chances that I would be standing right here looking at a flyer of a previous guitar player playing the Viper Room on my way to go to play someplace on the complete opposite side of the world? It's just so there's so many dichotomies in that 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 statement right there. Yeah, so for sure. As you're playing, you know, he's a great little player. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's got a live record coming out, and I just announced a tour today. So I guess he's coming back over from Japan to work in America a little bit more again. Oh, that should be great. So so um, let me ask you, um, as going back to the cruise, I know tomorrow I got a note here that a couple more bands are going to be announced, which I guess we can't announce just yet. Um you personally are involved in this and to the point that these are bands you want, like you're sort of rubber stamping this. This is really going to be something that it's important to you. And just from talking to you about this, that the bands that are on this are bands that are, are important to you and that you feel bring a lot of value. Right. Exactly. Right. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to make sure that in the event where we cast off and wow, let's see if anything happens to anyone that the show goes on that people are going to say, you know what, this is such an incredibly value-packed trip here that, you know, hey, it's it's okay if, you know, somebody from one of the bands can't make a second show. They're only going to play one show or, or whatever, you know. We just want to make sure that people walk away going, this is the greatest thing ever for us, you know. It's not hard to it's not hard to give people value for their money. I think that a lot of people just don't want to do it because um, there's so many bad people in the music industry taking advantage of artists that they don't know when they're going to get their next paycheck. So, you know, that's that's one of the reasons too why I started a management company. I love who I'm managed by right now, and and I uh, started my company uh, Thrashville to basically be a company by artists for artists, you know, and, and I think it makes all the difference in the world. Do you have some, what, what acts do you have signed to your management company at the moment? Well, we're developing some people. We have uh, Lejean from Seven Dust as a solo project we're working on right now. We have another band from Louisiana called uh, the Watermox, uh, short for Watermoccasins. And um, then uh, we were working with Diamond Head as a consultant, and, and same thing with this band. And 
Ireland um, dead label. We're consulting them too while they're you know they're great they're a great band right now. And we're just kind of giving them a little bit of advice until they get to the point where you know they're on their own and and they can stand up and we'll manage them officially. Well, very cool, yeah, man. You got a lot going on, and uh, and just to fill everybody in again on the cruise, the bands that are announced in, in addition to, of course, Megadeth, Anthrax, Testament, Coc, Doro, Armored Saint, Metal Church, Danko Jones, John Five, Devil Driver, Bisto Blanco, Metalachi. Two more being added and announced tomorrow. I know who one of them are, and I'm extremely excited about them being added. All I'll say is a little East Coast coming on board with me, my some old buddies. So I'm excited about that, and. Uh, it should be fun. The only thing I'm looking for on this roster, Dave, is UFO to be added. <laughs> if I have what added? UFO. It's the final tour. They're retiring next year. Maybe the UFO farewell tour happens on the Mega Cruise. You know, I, 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 uh, that's a great idea. I don't know how to get in touch with them. Um, I oh do. Oh, my God. That guy almost fucking raked that Bentley right next to that thing there. God. Oh. That's crazy. Stupid. That guy almost hit that planter right there with that Bentley. Yeah. Um, just insane. Just... Well, Dave, I'll let you go, man. I don't want to hold you up. But it sounds like you got to drive or something. So. Yeah. Okay. You're okay? Are you okay? Glad to be able to talk to you and uh, hope to see you out on the tour. I mean, I don't yeah, think man. you're going to make it. Yeah, I'm, I'm co- yeah, I'm, I'm excited oh, to be a part of it. Yeah, I'm excited to be on board, and I'm going to do the radio show from it, and we'll, it'll be great. And um, I'm bummed that you're in L.A. now because I'm coming tonight. You know, I'm doing this monthly broadcast from the Rainbow, so hopefully, be, you know, one of these one of these months it works out that you're there and I'm there. We could have you on and, and do the show with me from the Rainbow. We have a lot of fun. John Five will be on with me tomorrow from there, so we'll definitely mention awesome. the cruise again. Awesome, 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 awesome. Okay, buddy. All right, listen, man, travel safe, okay, to Indonesia, and I'll talk to you soon. Will do. See you later, Eddie. All right, see you, Dave. There he goes, everybody. Dave Mustaine checking in and uh, seemingly almost in a car accident there <laughs> or, or witnessing a car accident. Mega Cruise is coming next year. Again, October 13th through 18. Sales from Los Angeles to San Diego and then to Ensenada, Mexico, the NCL Pearl. I've been on the ship. It's a beautiful ship. And again, uh, confirmed and announced so far, Megadeth, Anthrax, Testament, COC, Doro, Armored Saint, Metal Church, Danko Jones, John Five, Devil Driver, Bisto Blanco, Metalachi, and <laughs> he just heard me put it in Dave's ear and he said, whoa, that's a great idea. Well, we don't know, but I'll certainly give him the contact for UFO if he needs it. Because <laughs> I know Dave and I are huge UFO fans, so I just couldn't resist thinking that and saying how much he wants to put bands he loves on. Public on sale to grab a cabin is November 13th, so coming up soon, and I got a feeling this will sell out, megacruise.com for further information to get the cabin, get a spot in line to get a cabin, and get more information. It will be a blast, and like I said, this is being produced by uh, good friends who produce all the cruises that I broadcast from and host, Monsters of Rock and all that. So you know it's going to be done well. You know it's going to be top-notch, and I'm thrilled to be a part of it as well. I'll be doing Trunk Nation from the ship as I do with some of the other cruises and various other activities. It should be a blast. I know it seems like, wow, it's it's a year away. I mean, but with cruises, you got to plan ahead, and these things uh, do sell out. So if you're interested, get on board, and I'll see you there.
All right, thanks to Dave Mustaine of Megadeth. Coming up next on the Eddie Trunk Podcast, I'll be joined by Mike Inez of Allison Chains. This, this is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, if you or a loved one get leg or foot cramps, you know how painful and disruptive they can be. Muscle cramps, they can jolt you out of a sound sleep or interrupt your daily life. It's happened to me. Trust me, folks. I know. Listen carefully because I recently learned about TheraWorks Relief. It's a non-greasy foam. It's proven to relieve muscle cramps fast and reduce muscle soreness. Plus, with daily use, TheraWorks Relief can even prevent muscle cramps before they even start. So you can get a full night's sleep or do the activities you love without worry. TheraWorks Relief. It only takes minutes to apply. It absorbs quickly, and it works. People love the results. You've probably seen Dr. Drew Pinsky on TV talking about TheraWorks Relief, and many of my colleagues on radio are also talking about TheraWorks Relief. Now the holiday season is around the corner, so you know someone who suffers with muscle cramps or muscle soreness can't think of a better gift than TheraWorks Relief. It's a great choice for preventing and relieving muscle cramps. Make it your choice. Get TheraWorks Relief today in the pain relief aisle at Walmart, CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, or by talking to your pharmacist. Learn more at TheraWorksRelief.com. Podcast One is your one-stop shop for everything TV and pop culture. A very candid, not even supposed to be on the record conversation. Check out any of the Collider Network podcasts like TV Talk, Movie Talk, Collider Live, and more. And for you reality TV fans, Rob's sister Nino's got you covered with Rob has a podcast. This is a podcast There's no about substance. nothing. <laughs> yeah. You literally have a podcast about nothing. Check out the Collider Network and Rob has a podcast every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey. Hey there, diehards. Here are some football facts even you might not know about. Like the first football game was played in 1869. In an average game, the ball is typically in play for only 11 minutes or so. And finally, pizza consumption rates go up during the week of a big game. Okay, you probably knew that last one. Well, here's another fact you might not know that's actually really useful, especially if you plan on tailgating. And that is that True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with True Car, users can see what others paid so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. This, this is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Eddie Trunk back with you. Let's get to it right now. My conversation with Mike Inez of Allison Chains talking about the new Allison Chains record and at the time some upcoming tour dates. Enjoy. Hey, Eddie, my old brother. How are you, man? Good I'm good. Voice. Yeah, you too, man. How's, uh, like I said, last time I saw you, you know, you and all the guys were in the studio. We were talking about the record about to come out and the single it hit. Now that now it's out there, how's the vibe been? Oh, we've been all over this planet. I think, um, well, 
we got uh, we're in Florida, St. Augustine tonight. We got three in a row in Florida, and then we're headed down to uh, finish up our year with the mighty Judas Priest in South America. So, I think that at the end of this year, it will be 24 or 28 countries or something crazy. So we've been all over the place, but it's been great. Yeah, having a good time. Are you coming to the shows? No, you know, I was. you're playing the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood on Sunday, and I was supposed to be there to host that show because I've done that with you guys in the past. But I'm in L.A. at the moment, and I fly home, and then I'm actually going to Mexico for a couple weeks with Deep Purple, and I had to get home and put some time in and get some stuff done, so I couldn't get down to Florida. But I know uh, I was. I was hoping to see a Sunday, and that was the plan, but it kind of fell apart for me. Yeah, I remember we had lunch in that restaurant last time. <laughs> yes. It's called Blue Plate, but it's not there anymore. They're doing a huge renovation to that casino. When you go there Sunday, Mike, they're building a tower in the shape of a giant guitar. There's a hotel tower going up out front of the place. You're not going to believe it. It's They're doing like renovations wow. there like you can't believe. All the people that lose the money gambling, you can see where it's going. <laughs> right. Yeah, I probably paid for a tuning peg or two on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you gamble on the road? I don't. I'll hit uh, Jerry's the one that likes to to gamble. It relaxes him. But I I hit the slot machines, and I don't know. My I'm married. My wife will cut my fingers off if I play too many cards. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know Richie Richie Cotson, who's a good friend of mine. Him and Jerry, I've 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 heard have have some serious poker games. Oh yeah, they're into it. They're into it. <laughs> how's the uh, How's the I new? I was just back from. Uh, uh, I went vinyl shopping this morning, and I was thinking of you. Yeah, I bought some cool stuff. I got like. Bernie, one of Bernie Marsden's solo albums with Cozy Powell, Ian Pace, you know, Jack Bruce. You're one of the few people on the planet that will appreciate that kind of stuff. <laughs> Original White Snake guitarist. Bernie Marsden's still out there doing stuff, I heard, too. Oh, is he? God, i got to catch a show. Got some uh, Frank, Frank Marino, some Lee Michaels, uh, the Kansas album with uh, Steve Morse on it. You know, uh, it's good stuff here. Focus, the can- the, the Kansas the Kansas record with uh, Steve Morse, that was Power, right? Yeah. Yeah, what a great album. Yeah, there is there's good stuff on that record for sure. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would definitely be into that for sure. I would definitely I, Yeah, I, well, I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm getting this off track on the interview. Me and you tend to do that. We just start talking about bands <laughs> and never stop for hours. I love it. <laughs> That's okay. Did you get Mahogany Rush? Did you get Frank Marino Live? Which one did you get? I did I got the live one. Yeah, the one in my house is skipping it, so I I got a new one, so but I don't have a vinyl player out here on the road, so I I uh, throw them in a road case and I get home and just th- throw them on the shelf with all the other ones. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not on the vinyl kick. I I, uh, I appreciate the fact that people are because I li- I think it's important people get music in physical format. But I I'm still a CD guy all the way for that exact reason. Because then I'll rip it into my phone and I'll have it portable and I'll I can still put it in my car and I'm, I'm, I understand the 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 connection of vinyl trust me i i get it it's fine but for me i'm i'm still holding on to cds man with my cold hands you know i'm trying my best to hold on to them <laughs> yeah you gotta hit amoeba while you're in la <laughs> yeah i know and that's the thing when people tell me people don't want cds anymore you go into amoeba here in la and it's like you see people walking around with baskets of them so and vinyl as well so that's that's good to see how's um mike how's the new material how much of the of rainier fog are you guys doing in the alice and shane set i think we started playing about five or six songs now we um we just added the song rainier fog uh so i think i think we're up to four or five of them you know we rotated every night so um but that but it's been going great we, we were so excited to play it the first couple of times we were playing it much too fast so we kind of found a groove on it now the last couple of gigs and um 
it's just so great to play this stuff live, you know? Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't believe, and I, I just realized this, you've been in Alice in Chains. Is this your 25th year since you joined? I, I think think so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's 93, 20, right? Five or 26 years now. Yeah, so uh, it's been a long, storied, uh, storied journey for us, for sure, you know. We've been through everything, births and deaths and everything in between, you know. It, 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 I think that's the testament of our band, is we're still friends after all this time, and you know, we still want to do this together, and, you know, we just uh, have so much respect for, for for the story of the band, too. You know, we just, um, you know, just love each other. I can't, I can't even express it more than that. We just really, really genuinely love each other. And, you know, I was thinking about it, and I don't know how important this is to you and the rest of the guys, but it's pretty stunning to me. And I talk a lot about on this show with, with the fans about bands nominated and not nominated or who is or who isn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's pretty amazing when you think about it that Alice in Chains has yet to come up for nomination. Do you guys talk about that at all? Does that bother you at all? Not really. It's, uh, well, God, if you think about it, okay, I mean, just from, not to talk about myself, but... Like, I jam with in Ozzy's band, Ozzy's a Hall of Famer. I jam with Anna and Nancy Wilson, Hall of Famers, Slash. Uh, you know, I, like all the people I jam with, I've seen this happen for a lot of my friends and family, you know, over the years. And uh, it, at first, like, it wasn't, like, something very important to us, but to see the joy in, uh, like, Jerry and, and Chris Cornell jam with um, Hart when they went in with Rush, and I was there. And it was just to see the the look on the the people's going in spaces it really is an important thing and an important night you know so I'd, I'd like to experience that with the guys we certainly put the time in you know but yeah it yeah it's political pretty- and you know it, it's here's the thing i i get off the tour bus i go look for food and i go look for a base to make a bunch of racket and then i go to another place and do it again so like being in the rock and roll hall of fame isn't gonna affect that in the slightest bit you know so you know i hope it happens you never know We'll, we'll see what happens. Well, I think it will. I'm just amazed it hasn't already, but I, I, I absolutely think it will. I think it's it's uh, it's absolutely going to happen. Of course, I saw Jerry at the latest ceremony because he went and did that great tribute to Chris with Ann Wilson. So he right. Jerry's at least been up on the stage and kind of you know been on the fringes of it and performed at it. But to, I think that's a good good omen for what's to come when you guys actually do get inducted. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's uh, you know we'll play anywhere. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be a good <laughs> night if we get to jam. So, how did you get the gig in Alice in Chains twenty five or so years ago, Mike? We were on the last uh, say six or eight months of the Ozzy No More Tears tour, and uh, with Motorhead. And speaking of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it doesn't seem right. The Motorhead's not in there, right? I know. Well, we uh, could go on and on. We could take hours on this. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, but. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it was Motorhead and always another band and then the Aussie band for pretty much the whole three years we were on the road, you know. And then at the very tail end of that tour, uh, these crazy guys named Alice and Jane showed up, and I was just blown away. I just thought that they had just such a vibe. You remember those early days. It was just a great vibe and heavy. Yeah, and, and, um, yeah so we, we went on the road for a while. I got to know them really good, and then um, – Mike had decided to go home after Brazil, and then I had just come off the road. We were mixing the Live and Loud album with Ozzy, and um, and then the guys called up and said, "Hey, will you fill in uh, on the Europe tour?" So I flew to London. We had uh, about three rehearsals, 
and then we did, I think it was, including the Jules Holland show, we did 27 gigs in 32 days in 16 countries, I think it was. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, then after that, we came back, um, and they asked me to be permanent, and then we did Jar of Flies album, uh, Last Action Hero, Jar of Flies, Lollapalooza 93, and we were off and running. Here we are. You know, I'm going to sound check in a couple minutes, uh, still doing it 26 years later, so... Yeah, it seemed to have worked. <laughs> and, you know, you talked about all the different places you've played with Alice in Chains and all the different continents and countries and what have you, even on this current tour for Rainier Fog. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's that's pretty unique, is it not? Because a lot of the bands from the era of Alice in Chains and, and from that particular scene, a lot of it was really very much focused on the U.S. versus international. It seems like that's definitely where the biggest draw and appeal always was. Am I wrong in that it seems to me like kind of a unique thing that Alice and Chains is more uh, recognized globally? Uh, I, I think we're just like, we, we have an adventurous spirit at heart. You know, we're, we're trying to hit as many places as, as we can that we haven't been even on this tour. We went to Israel for the first time and played. Uh, I just saw dates for Moscow and St. Petersburg. We've never been over there. A lot of Eastern Europe. Um, I know we start, I think, uh, in March. I think we're going down with Ozzy, actually, uh, to New Zealand and uh, Australia at the top of the year. So we we just like getting on a plane and like waking up in Istanbul or something. It's just crazy, you know. It's uh, the the thing about it too is that the festivals over there just really kick the ass of the festivals over here in the United States. You know, we don't quite have that down yet. You know, where you have these people from different countries going to say um, uh, Hellfest in France and stuff like that. I mean, the the festivals are so massive over there. It's just something. It's really something to see. And when you walk up, say. Uh, Rock and Rio opening for Metallica. We did that, and it was just to stand there on that stage and see like 150, 160,000 people in front of you is just absolutely mental. And they they don't even sing the songs. I mean, they sing the lyrics, but they sing the guitar solos too. It's just such a weird feeling when you're up there. It's just incredible, you know. I wish I wish the states would would get on that kind of thing, you know. Just big. I, for me, the bigger the better. I love giant shows. And, uh, what was the biggest one you ever played? Land, what, you know? what was the biggest? What was the biggest audience you ever played in front of, Mike? Probably, yeah, hundred hundred sixty. Probably, you know, we've done some racetrack shows at the F one track in um, like Rock'em Ring in Germany, and um, you know those kind of Brazilian festivals. We're, we're actually going to uh, play some stuff with uh, Priest coming up down there. But uh, yeah, man, there is just nothing better than standing up there and seeing that. It, it, it's just uh, there, there's nothing like it. It's, it's just just a rarefied kind of um, feeling. I wish everybody, even the fans, could feel what we feel when we're up there. It's just it's just a great unity thing. I think the seed for me was uh, planted when I, I attended the '83 um, US Festival in San Bernardino, and that was about that was probably the biggest one I've ever attended. That was about three hundred, four hundred thousand, I think, or something. You know, that that was the day I looked up and I saw Ozzy play. It was Jakey Lee's first band. I looked at look or first gig. I, I looked up there and it's like that is what I want to do for a living. You know, I was in <laughs> high school and saw that and then seven years later I'm in Ozzy's band and living in Ireland with the guy, so I mean it's been uh just uh, those festivals are just been a part of my DNA ever since that first one. You know, I didn't, and I know you're from that area of California. I didn't know that. Uh, I saw a documentary recently. I had, no, I always knew about the '83 US Festival. Of course, watched it. You know, being on the East Coast or whatever, it wasn't there. But everybody knows about that and Metal Day and Van Halen and all that. I had no idea until I saw this documentary recently that there was an US Festival the year before in '82. Did you go to that too? 
I didn't. Yeah, I was uh, probably, I think I was sophomore in high school. I couldn't sneak out of the house at that point. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think, who was it? Was that the one with Bowie, U2, Police, all yeah. that stuff? Or? Yeah, well, Petty played it. Yeah, there's a documentary that came out about it that I just watched, and it does. They don't even reference the '83 one. The '82 one was, you know, when they first put it together and Wozniak and how they actually had to excavate the property and what they had to actually physically do to put a concert on there. So it was all very fascinating. You know, B52s played the one in '82. It was completely, it, it was different, and it, it wasn't segregated. The days weren't broken up. Like, you know, in 83, you had the metal day and whatever. It wasn't like that. But it was, it was, it's fascinating. If there's a doc out there, if you get a chance, look it up, you might get a kick and, out and of it. It was 20 bucks. It was 20 bucks. It wasn't 500 bucks to go see a festival, you know? It was reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They talk a little bit about that and how that set the tone for a lot of the festivals that, that came after it and how it was really the the whole point the whole thing about the original Us Festival in eighty two was they wanted they wanted to be the opposite of Woodstock in the sense that they wanted it to be comfortable and people have amenities and be able to get water and get bathrooms and they, they wanted it you know, there was so much that so much backlash to what had happened at Woodstock that they wanted it to be the opposite and a positive experience for everybody. And apparently it was. I mean I wasn't there, but I heard it was. That's what they said. Yeah, God bless it. Music's a very important thing, you know. Yeah. Hey, when you play, one one other thing. When you play, when you play, when the when Allison Chains plays in all these places around the world, what is the song that brings the house down? I'm imagining is it "Man in the Box"? Is that the biggest song still in the set? Uh, yeah, it's weird. We got such a big like uh, um, catalog. You know, I guess it's a. Uh, it's it's a blessing to have so many golf clubs for your golf golf bag, you know what I mean? <laughs> so so we'll play the heavier stuff at the festivals. You got to play the hits sometimes at these radio festivals or live streaming things. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say Man in the Box or Wood and Rooster. They're always screaming at the top of their lungs. And you know, I like the heavy stuff myself. I'm the metalhead of the band, so I like the damn that rivers that we die young the sick man's you know that's the yeah. stuff that i like to play the most you know a little bitter off the um last action hero soundtrack those heavier faster ones you know that's what i like to play but, um, and one last thing yeah, one last cool thing before i let you go and get to sound check um you you mentioned before that you played in heart i don't know if everybody knows that but you were in heart for about four th- you know three four years you played with Anne and nancy five it was yeah. about five yeah um yeah, it was weird. Like, after Lane had passed and my drummer from my best friend and drummer in the Aussie band, Randy Castillo, had passed, I was just such a sad place. I was living out in the forest up in the mountains in California. And, uh, God, I just got this, uh, it was a, a, a godsend that uh, Nancy called me up and said, hey, we're going to relaunch the Heart brand. Will you come play bass with us, you know? And it was just such a great place for me to land and heal and just be surrounded by great musicians and just, like, sister love. They're, they've been our sisters forever, you know? And um, it's just uh, it's just a, such a great place to just you know go go rock out with with cool musicians for five years you know and then we got our band back together and and had to had to bail and go go do the Alice and Chains thing you know again. Do you but, think Do you think they um, get their band back together, Mike? I'm hoping. God, they need to be the, together. There's something about uh, say like the Bee Gees or you know people that came out of the same womb when they sing together is just such a magical thing and they could there's something in the dna and the quantum particles there when those two ladies harmonize it is it's game over they're just such good singers and and it, they're doing their like bends and they stop their notes at exactly the same time it's just such amazing to watch them two work you know and uh, yeah 
it was such a different style for me to play bass, like playing Sick Man with Alice in Chains, or I don't know, with Ozzy, and then playing Dream Bone Annie <laughs> with Heart. You know, it's like, oh, like I, I never knew how to play like that until um, until I got together with the girls. So it actually made me a better bass player, and um, they they just live music. So yeah, cross your fingers. I would love to see those girls get back together. Yeah, it seems I, like I it's thawing. Unanimous too. Everybody thinks that. You know? Yeah, it seems like it's thawing out a little bit. So I think it's going to happen. Hey, Mike, I'm going to let you run, man. Everybody, check out the new Allison Chains record, Rainier Fog. It's out there right now. And if you're in Florida, uh, some, before the band leaves the country, you can see Allison Chains. You're in St. Augustine tonight. Orlando tomorrow on Sunday, the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood, Florida, and then you you head out of the country as as we mentioned before, and then I imagine maybe come back through and do some more U.S. stuff. New Year, maybe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll be we'll be uh, touring all probably all through next year. You know, so uh, I've I've seen dates, uh, you know, tentative dates all the way through the fall of next year. So we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, we're ready to work. So come on down. Well, cool, man. I won't. I won't be able to make it this time around, but hopefully, I'll see you on the uh, on the on the next run and say hi to the rest of the guys and travel safe and uh, and and enjoy the time with Priest as well. Okay, stay in touch, Eddie. I'll talk to you soon, man. Well, thanks to Mike Inez of Alice in Chains and, of course, Dave Mustaine for joining me earlier. Hope you enjoyed this double dip of the Eddie Trunk podcast. Be sure to check it out every Thursday, new every Thursday, podcastone.com or, of course, on iTunes. And be sure to follow on social media at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And, of course, eddietrunk.com, which is my official online home. Greetings from Mexico as I continue my tour with Deep Purple. I'll talk to you next Thursday for another all-new episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Have a good week. producer and my best friend alexis linkletter and we are so excited that we are finally launching our true crime podcast called the first degree right here on podcast one in each week we are going to bring you the craziest true crime stories and talk to the people who are one degree away from each of these crazy events and we've dragged crime journalist billy jensen along for the ride and he can't get rid of us Join us on The First Degree every Wednesday on podcast1.com and the PC1 app. Also remember to rate and review.